right? Maybe there's a speed bump. Maybe there's a pothole on this path. And, you know, I, I felt my ego told me that I should feel offended. But since I'm unoffendable, I keep going and I take a pivot. I pivot a little bit and maybe I'm still committed to the outcome. Maybe I'm defiantly committed no matter who is on my team, no matter what vendors are or are not supporting my outcomes. I continue to push forward because, again, in real estate, this is a long game. And we're going to get offended constantly because of these people that are supporting us or, you know, maybe they're not supporting us. But the choice, again, the choice is to be unoffendable. So I want to invite you to step into this identity, to work on this identity. And I want to invite you to step into these action steps. Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation. Welcome back. This is Tyler Chester. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with you in another edition of Elevate Exclusive with Tyler, me, myself, and I, and you today. Let's take things to another level. Thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time listening to Elevate, buckle up because it's time to take things to another level. If you're here again, thank you so much for tuning back in. I want to invite you, whether it's your first time, whether it's your 265th time, to pay it forward and share this episode with a friend friend, share this episode with someone else that you appreciate that you know has room to take things to another level. And by the way, we all do. We all do. But who is ready for that? Go ahead and pay the fee and share this episode. Also give us a rating review and subscribe or follow Elevate Podcast. And wherever it is that you listen or watch podcasts, it's extremely important to us. And I really appreciate your feedback. I'm so thankful to have the opportunity to serve you today. And I've got a really, really, really good topic that I want to dive into with you. Before we do that, Elevate Podcast is all about mindset, mind expansion, personal development for high-performing real estate investors. I'm your host, Tyler Chesser. I'm a professional real estate investor and high-performance entrepreneur. It is my job to decode the stories, habits, and multifaceted expertise of world-class investors and other experts to help you elevate your performance and lifestyle. If you're ready to take it to another level, let's go now. And today I want to talk to you about, and I'm going to talk with you about the power of being unoffendable and why this is a powerful concept and why it will give us the opportunity to take our life our portfolio, our business to the next level and beyond. By the way, I think it's really interesting if you really take a step back and recognize we live in a world filled with people who are offended by anything and everything, everywhere we look. And I really don't know how we got here. I'm not sure if you do. You might say, hey, uh, maybe it's politics. Maybe this is darn millennials. Maybe it's avocado toast. Maybe it's these gender neutral bathrooms. All I know is that embodying that type of mindset of constantly being offended, I believe is holding people back from being great. As an investor, there are so many different examples of times where we can feel offended. Maybe a lender turned down your deal. Maybe they said, you know what? We were in, but now we're out. Maybe an investor backed out on you, right? They said, hey, you know what? I want to invest $100,000 in your deal. Maybe I want to invest more than that. And you got one week before you're closing and they say, you know what? I'm out. Maybe you're selling a property and the buyer retraded you. Maybe they said they were going to pay one price and then 28 days into due diligence, they said, you know what? We're going to pay you another price or we're going to change the terms. You know, that can feel offensive. Maybe one of your employees accepted a job with a competing company. 
Maybe one of your tenants squatted for months in one of your units until you successfully evicted them after spending thousands of dollars. And then you had to spend 50% more than you would have if you had a, you know, a standard tenant to bring the unit back online. That can feel offensive. Maybe your insurance company jacked up your premium by 30%. Maybe a partner went behind your back. Maybe the planning and zoning denied your request for a rezone. Maybe you had all the nimbiests at your hearing to talk about why your new development, which you know will provide affordable housing or whatever, and you know you're doing the right thing by the community, they came out and said, you know what, this is going to increase our traffic and this is going to increase our crime and this is going to be horrible. And, you know, we can't imagine having to see the structure in our community. And maybe that offended you. Maybe city leadership didn't follow through with their promises. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's so many different ways and opportunities for us to feel offended right? Or feel perhaps a bit angry about certain people's opinions or input or behavior impacts us as investors. There's no doubt that these things impact us as investors. So, you know, the question is, how do we react? But, you know, there's some other examples as well. Maybe personally, maybe you got cut off in traffic this morning, right? Maybe you were getting off on the exit and then all of a sudden three other people decided to swoop in right above you right? That can feel offensive. Maybe that can get the juices flowing. You feel a little road rage. Maybe your server was rude to you at dinner last night. Maybe you got left on red when you sent a text message to someone else. It's like, well, wait a minute. I see the read receipts. I sent you the text and I get no response. What's going on here? That can feel offensive. Maybe your barista misspelled your name on your coffee cup. Oh my goodness. Or how about this one? Maybe your wedding photographer took thousands of dollars from you and didn't actually do any of the work for you. Yes, by the way, that actually happened to Katie and I. But that is a story for a rainy day. So whenever it's rainy, maybe I'll get back on here and we'll talk about that. And I will do my very best to be unoffendable. Maybe you had a dinner, by the way. Here's another example. I think this happens to to many people. By the way, if you're in America, which most people who are listening are, of course, we do have, I believe, over 100 other countries uh, or listeners from other countries. So we thank all of our international listeners as well. Maybe you had dinner with a couple that votes for the other party than you do. By the way, if you flip a coin, it's most likely going to be the case that, you know, somebody somebody has a different political opinion than yourself. The list, again, goes on and on and on. The opportunities to be offended are endless. So it might seem that it's unfortunate or it might even seem that it sucks. But guess what? It happens. But have you actually ever wondered, what do we actually get from being offended? I was actually thinking about this because I had a previous or I had a recent experience that kind of lingered with me. I was feeling offended for quite some time. And I'm now trying to uh, to have this conversation, maybe to even give myself a little bit of advice. So just so you know, look, I'm not perfect here <laughs> at all. I'm not here to say, hey, I'm 100% undefendable, so you must be as well. And you know, if you're not, then I'm better than you. Of course, I just want to get that out of the way. I'm continuing to work towards this. And I think that there's a lot of value in this. So I want to talk to you about that today. But again, our opinions will be constantly challenged in the form of 8 billion people. So what do we get from being offended? Whether it's in business or life, we continue, as we continue to get hyper-connected, more and more hyper-connected, what you believe and hold so strongly dear will be exhibited in the opposite perspective of plenty people. That should not be offensive. But you can disagree with someone without sabotaging your success and development as a result. And by the way, I think that's one of the core arguments here of this discussion is that when we are holding this offendability, you know, that, that may or may not be a word, I believe 
that as a result, we are sabotaging our success. We're sabotaging our advancement. We're sabotaging the way that we're elevating to the next level. So I'd like to share with you why I believe as a real estate investor, entrepreneur, high performer, being undefendable is the mindset you must own. After all, it is our choice. We either choose this mindset of being unoffendable, or we choose to be average. And there's no in between. The average just does what everybody else does. And that is to constantly be offended, constantly be angry. That is our default. Human being condition, the human condition default is to be angry, is to be offended, it's to be worried, it's to be anxious. But let's upgrade, let's elevate beyond the default and take things to a whole new level as a result. And again, I just want to highlight again, I'm nowhere near perfect on this. I've been offended recently, personally, professionally, so on and so forth, you know, from friends, family members, colleagues, business associates, investors, you know what, I'm not perfect. And I'm nowhere near perfect. So let me just say that. So I need to hear this as much as you might today. And so the teacher is who learns the most. So maybe today, I will gain half as much or you will gain perhaps half as much as I will. But let's start with talking about well, what is unoffendable? I actually looked this up. I went on the internet, you know, this beautiful thing called the internet. And I found out, well, what's the definition of unoffendable? And you might be blown away by this because the definition is that cannot be offended. And I thought, hmm, how profound. You know, if you really think about it, it's like, okay, that makes sense. That cannot be offended is unoffendable. I almost think of this as like, you remember those shirts? And I don't know if they still make them, those shirts, like the button up shirts or the, you know, the slacks that if they get wet, the water just rolls off it. Almost that's the imagery that comes to my mind when I think about unoffendable. That cannot be offended. It's like those shirts or those pants cannot you know, get wet or be penetrated with precipitation or, or moisture or whatever that cannot be offended. So then I looked in to say, well, what is offended? If we were to really, you know, some of the stuff is, it seems like basic, but I think to start here, it's important to recognize well, what, how do we actually define these words? So what does offended mean? There's a few different ways to describe it. Number one, to hurt the feelings of, to displease, to make angry, to insult or put in a sentence, your accusations offend me deeply. Think about that. I mean, I, I actually, I've heard that, you know, many times. Wow, you, your email was very offensive. You know, your text, that call, that meeting was very offensive, the way that you shared your perspective. And people start to get a little bit defensive and angry and tensions start to run high and things get off the rails as a result. Here's another one, to feel or become offended or to take insult. Don't worry, I don't offend easily. Is, a, is that used in a sentence? To physically harm or pain. Offend could be to physically harm or pain. So perhaps what started as a perspective manifested as a an emotion, which then resulted in physical harm, or maybe it was actually blunt force or whatever that physically harmed you. But that is perhaps an offense. You know, you think about it, it's like, well, there you committed an offense, right? So in another way, another angle, that's what offended could be. Like you are an offender, right? I think that's interesting. To annoy, cause discomfort or resent, right? So to annoy, cause discomfort or resent. By the way, we talk about this so often is like, are we comfortable being uncomfortable? And I think, I believe that being offended is being uncomfortable, but it's being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. You're not living in that zone of growth. Here's another one to sin, transgress divine law or moral rules. 
So a lot of people get offended by morality or things that they think are not moral. You go out there and it's like, okay, I get it. There's 8 billion people, but what you're doing is immoral. So they get offended. And as a result, what happens? These emotions start to ruminate and manifest. And the question is, well, what does that actually do for anyone? Are you bringing someone to justice as a result? Or are you taking yourself backwards And are you really making any progress towards what you believe is right? I'm going to wrap up these little definitions here so we can move on to the more meaty part of the discussion. But to transgress or violate a law or moral requirement is another definition of offend and then to cause to stumble, to cause to sin or to fall. So this is all good stuff. And I think it's helpful to really set a baseline for what is being offended and what is unoffendable. When I think about the power of being unoffendable, this is really what I want to talk about. But honestly, if you realize it, if you're constantly being hurt, offended, or angered, you honestly should evaluate your inflamed ego. That's what Brant Hansen said in his book, Unoffendable. By the way, I want to invite you to check out the book, Unoffendable, because he's got tremendous nuggets of wisdom in this book. And there is a religious slant on the book. So you're aware, but I think that there's so much value, whether you are religious or you want to understand how this can apply to your personal life, to your business, and as an investor. And most people fear to hear this. Most people do not want to hear this, but recognize that it is your ego that is really being inflamed when you are feeling offended. So when you choose to be unoffendable, here's another quote, choosing to be unoffendable or relinquishing my right to anger does not mean I'm accepting injustice. It means actively seeking justice and loving mercy while walking humbly with God. And what that means is I'm remembering I'm not him. So what a relief. So in his perspective, he kind of defers to God, right? Instead of saying, hey, you know what? I'm here to solve all of these injustices. There's a higher power that he's looking towards to solve those injustices. And so he takes that burden off his shoulders. So are we going to live in a perpetual shock at the nature of man or are we going to move forward it? And he also says, I just love this too. He's like, we've got to quit trying to parent the whole world. Quit offering advice when exactly zero people ask for it. Quit being shocked when people don't share your morality. Quit serving as the judge and the jury in your own mind of what that person does who just cut you off in traffic. Quit thinking you need to discern what others' motives are. Quit rehearsing in your own mind what that other person did to you. This is a good reminder for me. I think one thing that I've done in the past is when I feel offended, I ruminate in those thoughts and I'm like, okay, I need to construct all of the whole narrative of what this other person did so that they truly know what they did wrong and how they hurt me and what they really need to correct in their own life. And I need to make this case and I need to lay it all out so clearly that this other person has done wrong. When really that's wasting my energy, that's wasting my time, it's wasting my efforts. It's also bringing me down. Here's what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on the negative when I could be focusing on the positive. I could be focusing on my dreams, my vision, my growth, my objectives, my partners, my properties, my colleagues, my employees, my team. Right. I could be focusing on where I'm going rather than where I've been from, because when we focus on problems, those problems grow. When we focus on opportunities, opportunities grow. When we focus on growth, we do expand. When we focus on the good, we get more of that, you know, stack good on top of good, great on top of great instead of the opposite, because all of these feelings compound. 
in that moment, everyone's anger seems righteous. Anger is a feeling after all, and it sweeps over us and tells us that we are being denied something we should have. It provides us its own justification, but an emotion is just an emotion. It's not critical thinking. Anger doesn't pause. We have to stop. We have to question it. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor, then we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a national real estate investment firm founded by myself and my business partner, Brian Flaherty. CF Capital's mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors like you maximize their returns by investing in high value multifamily communities. If you are looking for risk-adjusted alternative investments in quality apartment communities, are seeking tax-optimized cash flow with appreciation upside, without all the hassles of management, you might benefit from learning more about investing alongside our team. You're invited to reach out and learn more about how you can invest with us by visiting cfcapllc.com. We're also currently offering a free ebook called The Bottom Line, 10 Ways to Increase Cash Flow in an Apartment Complex. Whether you're a new or experienced investor, we're confident you'll find massive value in this resource. So go get your free copy today at cfcapllc.com. And now please enjoy the rest of the show. Here we go. Let's get into forward motion. By the way, he, he also, I mean, there's so much gold in this book. One of the things he says is that your life will become less stressful when you give up your right to anger and offense. Being offended is a tiring business. Letting things go gives you energy. So what a clue, right? Sometimes we just have to trust the process because maybe our default mechanism is anger, right? Our default mechanism is to be offended. And maybe that served us at some point in our ancestral past, but perhaps there's a better way to focus our efforts. And so I want to invite you to trust the process. So we've got to choose to not take offense of whatever it is, any of the examples above and more, right? We can talk about, we can think about instead of, we're not simply ignoring things, by the way, this is something that Brant shares in his book is that we don't have to necessarily ignore things. Choosing to not take offense does not mean I'm ignoring a wrongdoing. If someone says, you know, let's just say somebody cuts you in front of line, or let's say somebody wrongfully treated you in business. Maybe an employee said, look, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm not giving you two weeks notice. And I'm going to your direct competitor, you know, somebody right down the street, they're doing the exact same thing as you. They're focusing on the exact same properties and I am moving forward. I'm going with them and best of luck. And you treated them really well. You can feel those feelings of offense but you can also get out of that pretty quickly and you can address that situation. And the same thing, if somebody cuts you off in line, let's say you're waiting in line for a cup of coffee and somebody cuts you, you can calmly address that situation. You don't have to simply accept it, but you can act without in contempt, anger, and bitterness. I think that's the key. And so what does this all mean? When you take offense, you feel angry. So think about the equation. Offense equals anger. Let's think about another equation. Anger equals emotional recklessness. What happens when you get on tilt? It's like when you're playing poker and you're nervous. It's like, oh my gosh, if I don't hit, you know, whatever on the river here, I'm losing it all. And, you know, I got a lot of money invested in this game. And so I'm on tilt. And so I can't think clearly. I can't read the situation. I can't think about probabilities. I can't understand the behavior of my competitors, my colleagues at the table, right? I can't read their behavior. I can't understand if they're bluffing or not because I'm ruminating in my own emotions, right? But when we think about anger equals emotional recklessness, what does emotional recklessness equal? Emotional recklessness equals reduced logic and erratic behavior. So what does erratic 
behavior lead to? It leads to undesirable results. And this is certainly the case within real estate investing. And I think this is one of the key components of being a successful real estate investor is remaining calm, remaining calm, patiently impatient, but also patient with results, but impatient with actions, our decisions compound. And when we are unoffendable, we recognize that it is in our moments of decision when our destiny is shaped, as Tony Robbins has said. And so let's compound the emotions of calm, cool, and collected, and let's remain focused on our goal. Anger is extraordinarily easy. It it is our, again, it's our default setting. Love, on the other hand, and you may say, well, why are we talking about love? It's like, come on, we're talking about real estate. Love is a miracle, right? Love is the emotion of expansion. And so what I want to challenge you to do is hold the vision, hold the vision of your future, hold the vision of where you're going and recognize that it's all part of the process. Life happens for us, not to us. When we have a challenge, of course, we can calmly address the situation without recognizing or without letting our ego step into place and take over and say that we have to be the judge, the jury, and all of these other things, the punishment at once. We can address the situation and we can remove our emotion from that situation. We can shake it off and vibrate from a place of love, inspiration, curiosity, and joy. Our vibrations, this is a mindset, this is an emotion, this is a spiritual way of being. And ultimately, business and life is a spiritual game. Our vibrations create our reality. And always, personal development is about growing to our fullest potential, which is filled with unlimited abundance and joyfulness. It also pays off handsomely financially as a result as well. So for those of you who are not ready to get on that fence, I want to remind you, I want to invite you to recognize that the real financial abundance is on the other side of vibrating at the wavelength of love, joy, inspiration, curiosity. And it's not about vibrating on the wavelength of anger, of offense, of dissatisfaction, of whatever. I mean, you can continue on all of those vibrations. You get the picture. And so I want to tell you, or I want to share with you five ways to be unoffendable. How can you be unoffendable? How can you take this today, what we talked about today, and move forward and apply this in your own business, in your own real estate investing, in your own life? How can you be unoffendable? Number one, let go. Let go. Surrender your ego's call to hold resentment and trust the process. Again, as I just mentioned to you, life is always happening for you, not to you. And when we recognize that, we recognize and we step into the fact and we step into the opportunity to see that there's a reason for everything. There's a reason for every season. There may be things that have happened to you that may last for longer than a day. It may last longer than a week. It may last longer than a month. It may impact an entire year for you, but there is a reason for every season. So keep putting one foot in front of the other and recognize that there is a part of the process that is occurring for you and something is coming bigger, better, greater. Number two, Okay, now what? Stay on offense. Ask powerful questions and be ready to act. Ask questions. How could this be a gift for me? How could this be? What is the part of the process that I'm learning right now? What am I learning as a result of this? How interesting that this occurred. How interesting that this experience came to me. Number three, ask the question, where is the gift? Be grateful. This is a mindset. Problems are gifts. Here we go. Problems are gifts. Without problems, we have no opportunities. So when we see a problem, instead of saying, oh my goodness, another problem. I'm so exhausted. I'm worn out. 
I can't believe that this person did this. I cannot believe that my property manager has driven our occupancy down to whatever. We're supposed to be at 96% and we're at 82. This is insane. I cannot believe the roof just caved in. I cannot believe that we just had a judgment. I cannot believe somebody had a slip and fall and now we've got some sort of lawsuit. I can't believe it. I'm offended, okay? The mindset of where's the gift, be grateful, recognizing that problems, any of these problems are gifts and that we're not the judge, we're not the jury, we're not the punishment. This is all part of the process. Things start to open up for us. And I'll tell you, there are times when I'm just like, okay, I get it, you know, problems are gifts. (laughs) I'm just gonna remind myself, problems are gifts. When I say that, sometimes I don't believe that. But when I continue to push forward and I say, you know what, I'm just going to trust that process because wiser people, much wiser than me, have always shared that with me. And, you know, previously it has played out that way. I'm telling you every single time it does prove to be the case. Problems are gifts and they bring the seed of greater abundance with them. Every single problem, every single challenge brings the seed of a greater opportunity in the future. And I firmly believe that I've seen that myself and I want to invite you to own that yourself. Number four, the fourth step in how to be unoffendable. Observe and be mindful. Bring the unconscious to the conscious. A lot of this offense mentality of being offended is unconscious. It's an emotion. It's a feeling, right? It's like, I don't even know where this came from, but this person spelled my name wrong and that is offensive. You know, it's like, hello, what do you think? I'm, you don't think I can talk? Like you've never heard this name before? What do you think? Where do you think I'm from? You know, it's like, wait a minute. That's an unconscious rumination that then goes into the next feeling and the next thought and the next feeling. If we can observe those emotions and be mindful mindful of where they originated from, we might be able to say, well, how interesting is that? How curious can I get about that? And what an interesting set of circumstances that my mind or my ego, which is not myself, tells me that I should feel this way, right? Instead of being unconscious, I can now get conscious and I can observe that and I can look at that and I can say, wow, let me separate myself from that feeling. Why did the ego feel so offended? Separate the ego from your identity of being unoffendable. Your identity is the water droplets hit and they roll right off. It's pouring rain, but I'm not wet. This is beautiful. This is amazing. So no matter what, no matter what, it could be a horrible, it could be a horrible storm with lightning bolts everywhere, but you just slowly walk through and you are unoffendable. You are undrenchable. That's number four. Number five, the last step, pivot and go. Pivot and go, forward progress. I wanna invite you to keep moving. Forward action cures all ailments. Course correction with massive action is really the secret. It is about, hey, you know what? Maybe I got some feedback here. Maybe they're, you know, maybe this path has a little bit of a, a false start on it, right? Maybe there's a speed bump. Maybe there's a pothole on this path. And, you know, I, I felt my ego told me that I should feel offended. But since I'm unoffendable, I keep going and I take a pivot. I pivot a little bit and maybe I'm still committed to the outcome. Maybe I'm defiantly committed no matter who is on my team, no matter what vendors are or are are not supporting my outcomes, I continue to push forward because again, in real estate, this is a long game and we're going to get offended constantly because of these people that are supporting us or, you know, maybe they're not supporting us, but the choice, again, the choice is to be unoffendable. So I want to invite you to step into this identity to work on this identity. And I want to invite you to step into these action steps. Again, that's let go, stay on offense, be grateful, 
observe and be mindful. And lastly, pivot and go. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, again, I want to invite you to rate, review, subscribe, share this episode with a friend. And I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Elevate Exclusive with Tyler. Until next time, Elevate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.